This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we offer actionable financial tips. I'm your host Ernest Lewis, and this episode is aimed at knowing why vehicle protection services are different from car insurance. To help us with that is Manfred Schmoltz, president of the Asia Pacific region for Assurant. So, welcome to the show, Manfred. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm very well. Excited okay. to be here. Great. Now, let's kick it off by, I want to ask, what is the key difference between car insurance and vehicle protection services? I understand car insurance kicks in when accidents happen, but what about vehicle protection services? You would usually find this under the name of extended warranties. So very often for cars, for household appliances even, you find extended warranties. What this usually would do is it includes mechanical breakdown. Mm -hmm. So as it says, when the car doesn't start or you drive, all of a sudden it stops and doesn't continue driving. These are typical cases of where the vehicle protection service will come in. You would bring it to a repair, they repair it, and you can claim against it. Mm. I mean, this period will be after the initial guarantee period is over, right? Absolutely. So usually you get on cars guarantee or warranty by the manufacturer, Yes. Uh, by the brands, which we all know. Okay. But usually they would end after three, four years. And then you can buy, when you buy the car already an extended warranty, that would extend those mechanical breakdown protections beyond those OEM warranties, as we call them. Right. So it's right down to the minor things like protection for keys, even uh, rims, roadside roadside assistance, keys, if you lose your keys that can be replaced if something happens with the powertrain in the car. It depends Mm. really on the program. So for consumers, it's very important when they buy the car and when they buy such protection services, they read exactly what's included and what is not included. I mean, some of us may not know this, but with certain car brands, the keys are actually quite expensive to replace, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Okay. Now, can you tell us what is Assurant, the company? What is it about? We are a U.S. firm. We are publicly listed in the United States, a Fortune 500 company. We are protecting what matters most to people. That starts with, for example, cars, mm-hmm. your phone, your laptops, household appliances. And what we do is we take care after you buy the goods in terms of when something breaks down mechanically, as we said. We take care of the repair, we replace, we upgrade, and so forth if required. Wow. So it's quite well-known and established in the U.S. What about in Singapore where people might tend to be swayed by just continuing with the original car company that they signed up with? Why do they need vehicle protection services? How is it different? Actually, it's not very different. First of all, referring to Assurant, we are more a what you call a behind-the-brand company, right? You would Mm -hmm. see usually a very famous brand. We're working with some of the telecoms company where we in fact run the whole after sales service, the customer service, the customer experience. But you would see the brand as a mobile company or as an auto company. When I refer to it's not very different in Asia, it's very proven that people, consumers Mm -hmm. want to have two things, comfort and no disruption, (laughs) right? Yes. And when you just think you, you have a very important appointment, you get into the car, you're a little bit late already and this thing doesn't start because it's broken down. So you want to make sure that things are kept in maintenance and when you have a damage or a breakdown, that it gets repaired quickly and turned around so they can reuse it again. 
Okay, so basically you're offering a better level of convenience there, I guess. Of convenience, yeah. that's very, very important. So that would be the main difference between car insurance and vehicle protection services, right? That's definitely yes. one of it, yes. Okay, yeah. now what should consumers look out for when choosing vehicle protection services, especially in Singapore? Do you have a, like a step-by-step guide on what points we should keep? Something that we can remember, two or three points? First yeah. of all, yeah. what's included in the protection program, right? Yes. That's very, very important. You should really sit down with a salesperson and say, explain to me okay. what is included, what is clearly excluded, so that you don't have wrong expectations. So this is when you first buy a new car. When you buy a new car, yes. right, then usually they would say, look, the original equipment manufacturer, the OEM warranty is three, four years. Mm-hmm. Would you like to extend it another two years, mm-hmm. right? So you need to ask, what would that mean during the two years? What is covered? What is not covered? That's the most important part in the first conversation. The second part is, who is behind this insurance? Because it means you have to wait three, four years to know whether when you have a claim, whether you get paid for the claim. That is a question of financial security, Mm. of financial strength. So you should have a conversation to say, who's actually the provider who runs this program? That should be a conversation because ultimately as a consumer, when a disruption really happens, then you want to make sure, and if the claim is okay and is fine, that you really get paid. And often the case is most times the salesperson will be talking about price and yeah. discounts yeah. and all these details will be left out, exactly. kind of skimmed over yeah. maybe. Yeah. And maybe the customers who, are, who probably don't do enough research, yeah. they may miss out on things. Uh, and as the point is also, you have all, sometimes people think very short term, right? You buy a car now, mm. you don't know what happens in three, four, five years. Yeah. So people don't think about it, but it could become very important. Now, what this also does is, People might not keep the car five years. Yeah. Right. They might say, well, I sell this thing after three years. What would I care? Right. That's that's a common practice in Singapore. I know. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I know this very well <laughs> after 19 years in Singapore. Yeah. Right. It's Using, different from Germany where you are from, right? Yeah. And, well, in the oh, meantime, it? it's changing. Oh, to it's a little changing. Bit. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. changing to a little okay. bit. Okay. So in Singapore, let's just say most people tend to buy a new car and then mm, I, maybe I, I think I'll sell it after yeah. three to five years. Yes. So what are your tips for that, that so, kind of person? So if you, let's just play this through, right? You want to sell your car. Obviously, you want to sell the car at a good price. Price is defined by the value of the car, how well the car is maintained, and whether there's still a guarantee or warranty on it, right? So if you have maintained your car and you have bought an extended warranty, you can sell that car actually with that extended warranty too. That means you sell a protection on top of the car to the new buyer. So the new buyer Uh. would get a car with more security, more safety, and in fact, also more trust and comfort that the car has been taken care right. of. Right, so it's a way of... Um, Increase the value of the increasing car. Increasing the value, it. yes. So yeah, that's okay. a very important, uh, very important point. And just let me link this back, mm. right? For us, this is, as an assurance company, this is very important for us because we're looking at sustainability of programs. Okay. That's why financial strength is very important. That's why for us it's very important to remind our customers to take care of the car. Mm-hmm. to think about the car, maintain the car, and have a protection plan around the car because the resale value and the trust you build mm. with all these measures which I just described will help to get a better price for the car ultimately. And I think Singaporeans would like hearing that because oftentimes we think, oh, car is a depreciation, instant depreciation in Singapore. But Absolutely. Right. Okay. I completely agree. Okay, great stuff. Now, if you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like our show and give us a rating. Now, back to our conversation with Manfred Schmoltz, 
President of the Asia-Pacific Region for Assurance, and he's talking to us about why we should consider vehicle protection services on top of the usual car insurance. So Manfred, let's talk about you yourself. Uh, mm. You were an ex-banker before. You moved from Germany and then you went on to Hong Kong, mm. Bangkok, yes. Singapore now. Can you tell us what are your insights that you have gained uh, from feedback you have dealt with from people over here and even in this region as well? I, I sometimes look back at 25 years since I've moved from Germany into Asia and I think you subscribe very well where I was in the region. Yeah, Concerns, well... I think it was Lee Kuan Yew who said once, mm. what Europe has done in three, four hundred years, Asia is doing in 20, 25 years. And I could say I'm quite proud and also quite keen to see that I've gone through history over the last 25 mm. years when you see how countries like China have evolved. I think concern of people is obviously their social security, their careers, their thoughts, how they look into retirements. I would say when I go back to Europe, the topics are not very, very different. Today, the people in Asia talk exactly about the same thing. Where do I put my money? I want a car. And how do I protect all this to make sure that I'm safe and I have a good life? And obviously, education is very important. So I would say Asia is not so different what I see today in Europe. So changing times, uh, changing mindsets. Yeah. Uh, education level also has improved. Absolutely. So you're saying that Asians are now more interested in taking better care of the stuff that they buy or invest in. They want to know more about the products before they buy it. Yes. Before they pay for yeah. it. And they're also interested in keeping the value higher for stuff that they have bought, actually. When you think about yeah. wealth has developed quite a lot in Asia. Yeah. And people start thinking very differently from, okay, from short term to more long term. Mm. So that's why when you look at most of the Asian countries, life insurances are gaining more ground as a, let me call it almost as an alternative investment, but also protecting your daily life against eventualities that could happen on a daily basis to make sure that the disruption, as we talked before, yes. is not too big. So in that sense, there's a very strong alignment what you see in Europe or even in the US. I'm talking to my younger colleagues and these are colleagues in their early 20s now. Mm. They're asking me more stuff about like transparency, doing more research, numbers, figures. Yes. They're checking websites of companies like insurance companies and companies like yourselves. I mean, how is artificial intelligence really changing insurance, the insurance industry, especially in Asia? So first of all, looking at artificial intelligence, where it comes in for our industry is mm. tons of data. I mean, who buys a policy, the policy is bought for what, for how long, you get a lot of additional information, how are claims down, done, right, on what, on cars, on mobile phones. It tells you a lot about performance of okay. some of those products. So for us, in terms of insurance, all this data will be very, very critical to understand behavior of people. Mm-hmm and make sure to understand how we need to price in future some of those insurance programs. Can we make it more efficient? Can we make claims more efficient? Particularly when it comes to smaller claims, artificial intelligence yeah. and the data attached to it can help to create better algorithms to create a faster turnaround in managing uh, smaller claims. But let me also make a point. Artificial intelligence will not take over yeah. everything right away. It's still yeah. scientifically proven that brain is much faster than any computer <laughs> in the world. I think for more complex topics, right, yeah. when you look at about bigger breakdown on a car, a compassionate voice could help more to guide through a difficult process of what we call claims adjudication than just a algorithm or a phone. 
Okay. So that's the big area where I would say human beings still play a role. But in smaller things, things could become more efficient. And that means ultimately only the more efficient it becomes for the insurance, there could be price advantages for the for consumer. The consumer. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. What about companies like Assurant? Do you have specific examples of improvement in service prices or even percentage savings? I can't give percentage savings, but okay. where for us, we made big progress and it sounds a little bit negative, but yeah. it's particularly in the fraud area because with all the data we have, we can see better behaviors or patterns mm. around how claims are done by consumers and detect through algorithms, let me right. call it more algorithms, so mathematical formulas and systems behind it, certain behaviors that would probably indicate that the claim uh, is not right. And in fact, sometimes it's also with human intervention okay. because we would look at the claim. Now, why is this very important? It will help to make, and, and that's very important for us from an assurance perspective. Look, ultimately, the money we get for insurance programs, this is the money of the insured people. So we have a fiduciary responsibility for this money. We cannot just pay it out mm. whenever we feel we might pay it out. Yes. Secondly, we want to make programs very sustainable. So being able to detect fraud, the wrong usage of insurance policies, is for us very, very critical. So if we make sure that we reduce fraud in the program, we can maintain prices or we can even reduce prices because we know the money that is paid in will be used for the right purpose for those that are insured. So you're talking about fraud in cases. Is that a big problem here that you've seen? It's a general problem everywhere in the insurance industry and part of the adjudication, I mean, the name so says it already, mm. you, you take a decision, you take a judgment mm. whether the claim is right or wrong. The First of all, the simple answer would be look whether it's in the terms and condition. Right. right. That's obviously always very important for the consumer to know, right. can I actually claim this? But I have to say, sometimes people just try. And our role is to make sure to see whether the claim is right and whether there's anything done around the breakdown that was done on purpose, which obviously would not qualify for a payout. Again, this is not done to annoy the consumer, but it's really around sustainability and make sure that the other consumers that need the insurance get properly paid. All right, great tips there from uh, Manfred. Thanks, Manfred. We've been speaking with Manfred Schmoltz, President of the Asia-Pacific Region for Assurant. Now, thanks for helping us understand more about vehicle protection services, Manfred. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Glad to have you here. Thank A you. lot of tips to remember, to recall as well. If you haven't had enough chance to record all those tips, do always play our episode back again as many times as you want. <laughs> now, that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks. We hope you liked these actionable financial tips. That was an SPH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.